Welcome to Story Hooked, the podcast where we cast our line into the world of reading in search of books that make us happy. Ready to dive in? Let's get you hooked on a new book. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Story Hooked. I am your host, Lynette, and today I have with me, and you know what I'm going to say. You know. I say this every time. I'm so starstruck to be here with the fabulous, wonderful, amazing Cindy Steele. Cindy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I, I'm i so glad that you're here. I have just, oh, we, Cindy and I chatted uh, a few months ago and I mentioned, I just threw out there, I said, would you like to be on the podcast? Just, you know, just check it, see if it would be anything. She said, sure. And I was like, no way. So it's finally happening and I'm so happy and this is just so awesome. So thank you again. Just So happy to have you on here. And for our listeners, I just want to introduce Cindy to you. Cindy Steele was raised on a dairy farm in Idaho. She grew up singing Garth Brooks. Yeah. And Reba McIntyre. Is it McIntyre? McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah. I just say Reba. I just say, yeah. 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 (laughs) Reba Reba. McIntyre songs. Country music. I love it. At the top of her lungs and learning to solve all of life's problems while milking cows and driving tractors, rewriting happy endings every time. She met and married a handsome Idaho boy and is a proud mother of two wild and sweet twin boys and a new little baby girl, which means she's also now a collector of bugs, sticks, rocks, and slobbery kisses. (laughs) Cute! She loves making breakfast, baking, photography, reading a good book, and staying up way past her bedtime to craft stories that will hopefully make you smile. I love it! (laughs) And I will just say that is true. I, you stay up past your bedtime writing stories and I stay up reading your stories. So this is great. (laughs) And they are so, they're so happy. I love that. So you grew up in Idaho and met your husband in Idaho. Is that where you're still at? Yep. We are in just outside Idaho Falls right now. And yeah, we have a little, we just built a house in the country. It's just like all my (gasps) dreams are slowly starting to come true. We've been in the city and town and apartments for way too long so just oh Oh my gosh no way that is so exciting are you on a farmland like the way you grew up do you have little farm or is it oh no 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 animal we have cats to keep the mice away but that's it um but just there's fields and farm ground and so fun good neighbors so that's awesome I love that I'm so glad that your dreams are coming true that is so fun and remind me do you have one of your books is about is it on the farm yeah, so a whole series of mine, the Pride and Prank series, um, takes place in this fictional town of Eugene, Idaho, just ranch, farm ground, kind of like a lot of how I grew up. <laughs> I love that. Well, the romances in there are like, mm, they're so good. It's so good. And you're just living your own um, small yeah. farm town romance like right now, your real life. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Okay, so I have just a few questions for you, and then we'll get to some listener questions. And this is so much fun. I just there are a lot of fun questions from your fans, Aww. so we'll get to those. But I get to ask my questions first because I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, you're in charge. Um. So first one that I always love to ask is, can you just share with us a little bit of your background of how you started writing? Is it something that you always wanted to do? Have you been writing since you were a kid, or was it just recently? Just tell us a little bit about your journey. So I have always loved writing, even as a kid. I think I won like a a story contest in fifth grade. And oh, so cute. I've always just held that mantle with me. <laughs> I love that. I've always just had like tons of stories half written on my computer, like scenes here and there. I just never finished or whatever. I just felt like the timing wasn't ever right until after I had my twins mm. about seven years ago. I sat down and just, that's where I wrote the first draft of That Fine Line was during their nap times. It was a very bad draft of that line, but it was the first one. And after that, it took right. about five years to kind of teach myself how to write and go to conferences. And then um, the last, I think, three years now, I've gotten into a critique group with some fabulous ladies. And we've just helped each wow. other grow and learn how to do the whole indie author business. <laughs> and wow. now we're all published. So it's been really fun. Good that is time. so cool. I love that. Okay. So you started out writing as, and you knew you were a winner when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was it's a knockoff been- <laughs> of like, I think it was the Christmas story, the Ghosts of Christmas Past, the total knockoff of that story. But oh my God. yes, I did win. <laughs> you are a winner. You are a winner, Cindy. I love that so much. I feel like um, a lot of us as either writers or readers, we kind of did that as as kids. Like I think, oh, 
I remember writing something and I'm not a writer by any means, but I remember writing a story when I was in like middle school and I'm pretty sure it was a knockoff of, um, oh, what was it? The Ray Bear series, you know, like the, um, do you know I'm talking about like the polar bear and the Icelandic? There's something I can't remember. Yes, I don't remember yeah. either, but that's I totally know what you're talking about. Right. And I'm like, I'm such an amazing writer. Yeah. He's totally just writing with this. You gotta start from somewhere. <laughs> you gotta start from somewhere. Exactly. But and then you just okay, so you did you um so you wrote that story when you were little and then it was just you wrote some stuff, just random chapters as you were getting, uh, as you were growing up, I guess. But you never started writing till after you were married and had your twins. Yeah, not like officially. Right. I was writing to get, you know, yeah, make it something published. But right. right. It was a long process from there too. But it was a good process, like a lot of learning and things like that. Yeah. That to happen. Right. So it just wasn't the right time. But now you just feel like you've been like, you said you went to conferences and stuff mm-hmm. and have critique partners. That's so cool. So for our listeners that are writers, there's some cool steps that they can try if they are wanting to do that. Um, so can I ask a little bit, just a little bit more about your journey? What kind of, and I ask this also all the time, what challenges did you have to overcome? Because you've written, remind me, is it three, four, four, four books? Remind me. Um, five, 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 <laughs> three yes. and three full length. And then I have one right. in a month or so, so. Right. Okay. So how did you go from just starting out with that rough, rough draft of your first novel to where you are now? Cause that's over a seven year period. Tell me more about that. So many like ebbs and flows of challenges. <laughs> Cause I first, <laughs> when I had that first draft, I was just like, this is amazing. It's, everybody loves it. It's going to be amazing. Then I had like an author friend of mine read through it, a professional eye, you know, the first time anybody professional looked at anything. And right. she just like was so sweet and nice that she just, you know, gently guided me to tell me that wasn't quite ready for the New York Times list yet. But <laughs> so um, I just learned, you know, just slowly chipped away at and chipped away at it and then like kind right. of figured out, learned from conferences how to make a story, you know, and how to tell my voice. But, you know, it just took a lot of chipping away and crafting a story that I wanted to tell that mm. had more depth to it, I guess. So. Right. No, for sure. And I will say from fans and people that I've talked to that have read your books, they love the depth of just the emotional depth that you put in those novels. They just have something, there's just something in there, just the magic, the Cindy Steele magic. I just, it's, it's awesome. They're like, I love how deep these characters feel. I'm like, I know that's why it's so good. So you do a great job. Oh, you do good. such Thank a great you. job with it. Um, and I will say, and uh, I don't want this to sound, this sounds weird, but I think it's so cool to watch people that maybe didn't get like a degree in something and then they go and write and are just still so amazing at it. I'm not saying that you need a degree to excel or not. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm just saying that you authors can come from any background and do anything. And I just, I love that you followed that dream that whenever the time was right, that you did like, (laughs) you blessed the world with your books. I am so happy that you did. Um, Okay. So I want to ask, so you write romance, it's contemporary romance. What drew you to that genre? Is that something you always wanted to write? Will you ever branch out or is this kind of like your happy place? So I will always have romance in whatever I write. Like I just love that feeling of um, like falling in love with your person for the first time. I was just trying to think of like what that is because like I've been married for a long time and we're like just good buddies and friends and we, you know, love each other. (laughs) Loving marriage. It's great. But yes, you just don't have that. There's just something special about that first time you're falling in love with your person. And I love the feeling of like creating that, like that magical moment and crafting like a story to have fun characters and fun moments just to like bring out that magic. I just love it. So um, I do want to like pivot here and there and try some different genres. I'd love to write like Regency one day. I'd love to do like Western, you know, I just love to just do lots of different things that but right. it'll, all have, it'll all have humor and they'll all have romance for sure. Well, that's what you write so well is the humor and the romance. It's all, I'm like laughing, <laughs> crying and like hugging the book to my chest because I'm like, this is so great. Oh, and the yeah. banter, you are the queen. You are the banter queen. Like, oh, so wherever, whatever you write, I will read, I will say your grocery list. I mean, <laughs> anything hey, that you put great. out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that so much. I love it. Well, we will see just in your future what you what you decide to write because a, a regency. I'm like already like salivating. I'm like I want that book. <laughs> Cindy Steele regency romance would be. It would amazing. definitely be a Cindy Steele regency. <laughs> so, I don't know how great it would be on the the research part, but it'd be fun. Right, for sure. Oh no, that would be. I've heard research. I've heard research is difficult. I will say that I feel like that's a challenge. That I, w- I don't even understand. I don't understand yeah. writing a novel at, in any way, shape, or form. So you're yeah, amazing. It'd be hard, but yeah. Um, for sure. Um, oh, I forgot the other thing. I, there's something you were talking about. Oh, 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 when you were talking about that first love feeling, I think that's why I love reading the romances so much because it's like it feels like you're experiencing it with them. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It just gives you like uh-huh. that that feeling and then I just like go kiss my husband he's like whoa like what's going on I'm like because I just read this super cute thing and it kind of reminds you of your own love story or what you hope it to be you know what I mean a nostalgic feeling it brings a lot of emotions back I think I love yes and you do such a good job putting the emotion in there like I feel it so so deeply I love it (laughs) um so what I guess I asked this a little bit but a little bit more what challenges have you encountered as throughout your writing journey and how did you overcome them um I think like it kind of just ebbs and flows with as you grow and experience with challenges I've noticed like I was first putting my first book out there like you just you don't know what you're doing and that's there's like a great there's a fun aspect to that, not knowing what you're doing, <laughs> a creative aspect, but it's also, you know, you're still learning the business. And so you're finding your editors, finding your, like your cover design, finding all these things and right. you, know, you don't quite have the business knowledge yet. Um, and right. so each book you kind of tackle different challenges. I feel like that way. Um, but so you learn a lot too. Um, I think like social media is a challenge for authors oh, and man, everybody. Yeah. I think that comparison games definitely yeah. always there. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. But you know, just learning how to navigate that and how to take a break and step back, or you know, curate your feed so you're not being inundated with so much all the time. <laughs> right. No, for sure. I think. And tell me what you think about this. But social media and books like that. I mean, I love it so much as a bookstagrammer, but as an author, I feel like it would be so stressful because you're like, hi, here I am, here are my books. Like, is that really difficult to do or do you feel like it comes pretty naturally? How do you feel about the social media part of of being an author? It's kind of like a double-edged sword because it is so fun to get to know people and you have to go to readers and bookstagrammers and it has just changed my whole life as an indie author. It is such such a warm and welcoming community so I have like all respect for the whole community but that is to say like coming in as an author some days like it's just so much information to consume like right I don't like this in a book oh I hate this trope I hate this I don't I this isn't my favorite or I hate it when authors do this you know just like right. a lot of feedback that you get and it's can really mess with your creative process in your head and so right. I just I have to take frequent breaks every now and then or even just be yes. pretty minimal on there just for my own creativity. Right. That makes so much sense. I can't even imagine how if you're trying to create something and you got one person over here that's like, I don't like that. And then someone over here is like, oh, I like that or I love that. And you're like, oh my gosh, like too, too many cooks in the kitchen. Stop trying to tell me how to – like that would totally mess with my mind too. I will say just as a bookstagrammer too, sometimes with content, you create content and you love it and someone else is like, eh. And someone else is like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And same. I'm like, I gotta take breaks and then yeah. create content that makes me happy as far as like a bookstagrammer. So I feel like as an author, maybe is it the same where you're like, I'm going to take a break and write what I want to write instead of listening to all y'all. Not that it's like you said, it's just such a welcoming community. I love the friendships I've made there, meeting yes, you on sure. there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like that's the cool part is the connections with real human beings that we just all want to be friends and love each other and spread the love around the world is great. But there's just yes. like that badness that still is in there. And you're like, why do I have to deal with you? <laughs> I know. And it. I hate that it's there because it. I just wish it was just our own. It's my own head that gets me really. Mm. I mean, same. But it's just, it's so interesting how the one voice can be the loudest sometimes and it just gets in your <laughs> but Right. But, you know, I really just try to do my own thing as much as I can, but it's, that is because I have to take breaks. <laughs> so. 
So. Yeah, no, that's wise. That is wisdom. That is wisdom that is just for everyone, for everyone on social media. Make sure that we're all taking breaks and just doing it for the happiness and the goodness that's in there yes, instead sure. of all the not. I wish it wasn't there either. I'm totally with you. I'll be like talking to my <laughs> husband, be like, this mean troll is saying mean things. And he's like, well, what about like those five friends that you were just telling me about yesterday? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh, that was, yeah. That's like, what about that? Place. Right. He's like, what about that author that you were talking about? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Oh, man, that whole place. It is a beautiful chaos mess. <laughs> and we love it for some reason. <laughs> okay. This actually leads really well onto my next question for you, which is what is the hardest part about being an author and what is your favorite thing about being an author? Um... My favorite thing, I'll do that one first because I think yeah. the hardest is probably, well, I'll do the favorite. I think it's, <laughs> I love creating something that elicits emotion. And I think I've always liked the swoony parts of a story. I like creating a fun scene and setting. I like, um, but whatever it is that elicits emotions, whether it's like happy or sad or flirty or emotional like I just those are the scenes I connect with the most and right. it's so fun to just create something like that that people like and can connect to yeah. like I, I just it's the coolest feeling we get people like e emailing you stuff about how they connected with somebody or something helped them through mm. something you know it's just yeah. I never thought I would actually get letters like that but I do and I just write romance you know I just didn't know that <laughs> that would be possible but it's such yeah. a rewarding part of the job you know when you get a right. from readers where something of yours has touched them in some way I love, love it <laughs> I love that that's awesome that is just oh, that makes me so happy too I love that you're getting those because you deserve all of them all all oh. the letters and all the stars I'm telling you oh. I could just gush on and on but sorry if that <laughs> Just, I'm always like, here are all my compliments. And this is why I love you. Just like Doug from Up when he's like, I just met you and I love you. And it's anyways. <laughs> anyways, I just think you're great. Um, what about, okay, what about the hardest part? What were you going to say? What's the hardest part? Well, well, I think social media, we talked about that already. But also, yeah. I just haven't been great at navigating the business side of things. Like there's so many other authors doing so many smart, good things. <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I'll do that later. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not great at that stuff yet. But it's just almost almost hard to be in that season too where I'm at right now with a little baby at home and you know I just yeah. one woman show you can only just do so much so right but one yeah. day I'd like to learn some businessy things some businessy <laughs> stuff <that> no <laughs> whatever it is I want to do some businessy things <laughs> so I just keep winging it all the time <laughs> you're doing great at winging it oh man but that stage of life is just I get it I'm like mom too with I'm yeah. a mom too with all those littles it's difficult <laughs> to do a lot of things it's yes. so I totally understand that um and you have twin boys so oh mm -hmm. my goodness yeah <laughs> you are busy you are a busy woman you've got so um, much going on yeah they're so fun they're out of like the crazy little baby stage and so it's gotten a lot easier in that way but yeah just having a new baby you know like it's just yeah that's kind of where there's a lot of time that goes into that <laughs> Yeah, me and you with these new babies, like we're pretty yeah. sleep deprived. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're here talking to each other. Yeah, we're probably we running are. on <laughs> like no sleep, but we're happy reading and writing romance. So <laughs> yes, of course, <laughs> there's that. Okay. So I did want to ask a little bit about what it's like being an indie author. So you do everything yourself, right? All the marketing, yes. all the, is it editing as well? Or do you, do you hire someone? Tell me a little about the indie author process. So, yeah, I don't do my own editing. That would be a horrible thing for me to do. <laughs> I'm Yuck. horrible at that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, you just kind of do everything, which is why the critique partner at the beginning was so instrumental for me because me and Karen Thornell and uh, Holly Joe and Whitney, we just kind of had – Right. Everyone was kind of helping each other. And um, anyway, so – but, yeah, you do your own – editing so I'm writing drafting the story and then I'm finding either a developmental editor and then a copy editor who comes and like wow. cleans up everything <laughs> developmental right. will help you like craft the story if you need some extra help and then at the end I usually can't stop touching it after the copy editor so then a proofreader comes in <laughs> and <laughs> fixes it up again but yeah then you gotta like learn how to format the book and get a formatting program or pay somebody to do that figure wow. out how to upload it to wherever you're sending it to I don't know there's just a lot Dang. cover design yeah. like you just kind of are in control of all of it 
And, you know, sometimes I'm more on top of it than others. <laughs> um, I was going to say, being indie, an indie author sounds really fun and, like, you have a lot of control, but also, like, oh, my goodness, that is yeah <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's fun to have the control, but sometimes it would be nice to, you know, Just pass that on to <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> right, for sure. Okay, are you going to – do you want to keep doing indie then? Is that kind of your plan where you're like, this is so, my sweet yeah. spot? I think so for the next foreseeable future anyways. I can never – never say never, but <laughs> – Right. I mean, we we don't know. We just got to see because yeah. we're yeah. just going to be following you and see yeah. what you see what you do. We're all watching. No, see sorry, that happens. sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Um, cover art. I love what you've done. They're so fun. They're oh, so okay. fun. Just the cute. I'm just such a sucker for those those cartoon covers. I'm like these are just yeah. adorable. <laughs> They're, They're so fun. fun. They They're really fun to are. give you an idea of what the character looks like, but not like an exact perfect yeah. case that might get mess with your head a little bit right <laughs> oh my goodness because you want to imagine them kind of how yeah. kind of how you want to yeah for sure okay so last question before we get to listener questions is there anything that you have in the works that you want to share with us because i know tell us about the book you have you have a book coming out next month Correct, yes. right? Okay, tell us yeah. about that. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> hopefully, that's another thing. I like. Hopefully, I get all those ducks in a row. But we're, it should hopefully be ready to go. Um, it's right. called the one with the kiss cam. Um, it comes out November 16th, and oh, it's so exciting. Kind of, I think it's a little bit of a Cinderella retelling, kind of modern day. You know, just very loosely Cinderella type um, setting, and then it kind of revolves around one epic meet cute. And then everything that happens after. And so it's just, it was, it was really fun to write. I love it. Like for the most part, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For the most part? Yeah. (laughs) I'm still writing it. I'm still trying to finish. And so it's just been giving me grief, but we're going to get it. We'll figure it out. We'll fix it all. (laughs) I trust you. I trust you. You do such a great job. Last minute. (laughs) The cover on that one is also freaking adorable. Did you oh, find yeah. someone different? Because it looks a little bit different than your normal. Yes. Yeah. So she's, it was Melody, um, and she's the one who did the Faking Christmas, that whole series, the yeah. Christmas Escapes series. Um, I don't think she does, she does it more freelance. I don't think she's taking on new clients anymore, but she's, gotcha. um, she's amazing. Yeah, she she is that. so talented. It was, yeah. really, it was a really fun cover. It is so cute. I can't wait to have it on my shelf. I'm like, that is adorable. (laughs) Okay, so November, hopefully we'll see. So that's the one that obviously (laughs) is coming out next. What about just, do you have any crumbs of anything else you have in the works? (laughs) I mean, no pressure here, but if you want to share or I can like, you can tell me later and just kidding, (laughs) just kidding. I would never do that to the listeners. So... Jake's book, the third book in my Pride and Prank series, is should be ready to go by next springish or summer. I have to get the audiobook involved before. So I had to I kind of got a little bit of um writer's block with that. And I so oh, I switched over yeah. to this Kiss Cam book that I've been working, just chipping away at, and then I finally just had too many stories in my head. So I was like, I just need to focus on one, get it out. <laughs> and get it then, done. Yeah. So um yeah, Pride and Prank should be going. I'm about, I'm over halfway with Jake's story, so we're getting there. You know, that's, I just, I'm excited to work on it this winter. Yes. And really dive in. So, oh, that's so exciting! So that's the third one of your ser- of that series. The third full length, but it'll be the final. We're we're gonna kiss it goodbye. So. Oh, and how are you feeling about that? Is that like sad, or is it kind of like it's time, but it's also it's a happy, time. bittersweet? Yeah. yeah, I just, I love this main character, Jake. He's just been a beloved character for me and a lot of readers, and I really just want to make sure I get him right and do his Aww. story justice, and so I'm just really taking my time, so. <laughs> I love that. Right. Ah, so next year. That is so exciting. That is two books in like less than a, that is such great news that is such great news i'm so excited for those that is amazing yeah, it'll be fun i'm excited awesome yes and then start doing whatever you want to do next that's awesome yeah yep okay so we have some listener questions that i want to get to and these are really really fun oh, <laughs> these are fun your fan base um they just think you are the bee's knees so Let's jump into these. These are these are these are fun. I can't wait to hear your answers. I love how clever 
fans are these like i would yeah. i don't know if i ever would have thought of these but they are so clever um okay one listener wanted to ask are there any experiences that you've had in your real life that you have put in your books um oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah um, okay well, like the whole pride and prank series is basically like a little love letter to my childhood and growing up on a farm and which the games Cute. we used to play like fugitive and this all these every story has different things basketball games we had the summer softball stuff and you know yeah. i just it was it's a very romanticized version of my childhood but it just <laughs> is this love letter to that so i have a lot of experiences just in that whole book i don't even know i can even tell you right off the bat right. <laughs> specific but um and then in faking christmas um i lived in vermont for a little while with my family and so the whole um town of montpelier was kind of where it was set and so that's where i lived oh. and it was so fun to just go back and revisit like my old pictures when I was writing that story and just revisiting the whole magical feel that whole place was. So it was really fun to write. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, I yeah. knew the the farm with like the Idaho farm, but I did not know that you lived in Vermont. That's so cool. Yeah. And my husband was a travel nurse. So we were there for just like oh. three months, but it was just perfect. Like oh, right gotcha. in the fall season. Oh, my family gets annoyed because I talk about it way too much because we loved it <laughs> so much, but I don't even care. So it's magical. <laughs> well, you wrote a book with it in it. Yeah. Like you, you clearly <laughs> lives just on loved forever. It. <laughs> it lives on forever. I mean, faking Christmas has like a really special place in my heart because oh. I love it so much. So just knowing that it's like based on some of your experiences that you had there, that makes it even more special. That's so amazing. Oh, so cool. All right, another question. This one. <laughs> These are so good. If you were single again, which of your leading men would you want to date? Or would the answer change if you would date your daughter? Which is crazy because now you have a little girl. So maybe like don't need to think about that. She's tiny, but this is just a funny question. So cute. Um, So I think it would be a tie between – uh, Miles from Faking Christmas and Cade from That Fine Line. There's just something about, Aww. there's just this hot, sexy farm boy. I just can't get out of my head. But, <laughs> but Miles was just so fun and good and just, I just loved his fun role with anything personality. Um, for my daughter, though, any of my guys would be good because they're all just good-hearted guys. But I do love yes. um, Dusty from My Little Novella Stranded Ranch because he is just like this sweet Fun, flirty, but he just has a, he's just a little more quieter, but just a sweethearted oh, cowboy God. type. I just, I fell in love with him when I was writing him. So that was fun. So she could marry him. It'd be fine. <laughs> she could, if she wanted. That's yeah. adorable. <laughs> I love that you're, that's what I love about your leading men, I will say, is that they are just like, oh, they just make my heart sing. Like they're just so <laughs> sweet. They're so, I mean, you, you pick any of them. They're just, all great. You write great leading men. So good job. (laughs) I love it. Okay. That is the goal. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another listener question um, about you writing great, you write great kisses. That is true. (laughs) Do you stress out more about writing kisses in the book or writing the first paragraph of the book? Oh, hands down the kisses. <laughs> is it stressful to write those? I like it. I don't mind doing it, but um, oh, okay. it's just when you're hitting that like heavy hitter kissing, you know, like in the midpoint or whatever part of the right. book. Right. You're building up to. Yes, you're yeah. building it up, but you're like, you're kind of balancing all these, these emotions for both characters, like this push and pull of emotions. By the time you finally get there, like there's just a lot of things that have to happen. So there's a lot in play before they kiss, you know, that you're building right. up as the author. So I'm way more concerned about that than um, the first paragraph. I think the first, a lot of authors do a great job of like making sure the first line is really cutesy and funny or like first paragraph. And I do think, you know, there's something to having a good hook, but I'm more concerned right. with the first few pages, making sure that gets you hooked as opposed to like having a super amazing first line. But Right. I mean, if I have it and it comes to me, that's great. But I don't usually stress too hard over it. <laughs> if it comes, great. Yeah. But if not, just as yeah. long as something that keeps them in, keeps the reader in the story and fits where you want the story to go. Yeah. I'm more right. concerned with like inviting 
the reader's yeah. into my story as opposed to like some flashy line, but like yeah, a little yeah. both ways, so it's great. Right. You're like, just just come, just come invite yeah. and like receive you like this. Oh, I yeah. love that. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. All right, another listener question. Which of your characters is most like you? I love that question. Oh. Which of your characters is most like you, do you think? Um, I would probably say Kelsey from That Fine Line or Tessa. I think um, a lot of my life experiences were similar to Kelsey's, but right. they, I relate to people more like Tessa, I think. Just she's a little more like sarcastic and, oh, okay. and all that, but they both okay. are. <laughs> Those are probably be who I think of the most. But. They both are. I love that. Do you put a little bit of you into each character? Or does it just, they kind of naturally, it naturally happens that way or? Yeah, I think so. And some more than others, just, just the situation is just similar to things that I've been through or right, had in my yeah. life. But um, definitely there's a little bit of me in every, everything. For sure, <laughs> which is why <laughs> I'm all over the place, which is why you are so lovable because all your characters are so lovable. You're like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, I'm lovable. It's me. I'm awesome. It's yeah. me. It's probably not that, but it's. <laughs> I it's love fun. that. All right. Another listener. I think this is a writer question. They're just wondering how long does it take you to write a book from writing the opening line, chapter one to the end? Um, each of them have been so different. Um, I really okay. have three full lengths, but that fine line was really long. We talked about that. Double or nothing right. was probably like nine months start to finish. And I think making Christmas was probably similar, but I might've been like percolating on ideas before right. I sat down and actually wrote stuff. But um, Right. Yeah, for sure. Nine months to a year for me. I'm not super fast at it, but. No, you wanna? Do you want you? Do you are you a discovery writer? Do you know the ending, or do you just kind of um, make it up as you go? I don't know. What are you? What's I'm your writing kind process like? A mix of all those uh, pantsers, plotters. I'm kind of. Yeah. I get stalled. Like I usually start with an idea of a story or something, and then I figure out characters. But until I figure out the dynamic of the characters, which sometimes takes me a while, um, I really can't do I can't do anything with the story because I can't know <laughs> how to put them on the page yet so right. I really do a lot with characters before I start writing usually and um, but yeah I don't I can't just sit down and like plot out like a whole mm-hmm. plot. I don't I can't do that my brain just shuts down if I try to verbalize every chapter of things that's going to happen before I yeah can so I kind of know uh heavy scenes big scenes throughout the book and hopefully right. the end ish <laughs> <laughs> the end ish <laughs> I love yeah. that I love it but um yeah we get there eventually but I I start with a loose guide outline in my head and do a lot of character work and then just kind of get to my main points I want to make <laughs> I love that I can tell how much because your characters have so much depth I can tell how much effort you put into those characters like the fact that you just said that that's your process it makes so much sense because they are not these just those surface level characters have got so much going on and I love that I love that so I love that you put that much effort you can you can sense it you can feel it which I think is what sets you apart in this um rom-com writing world which has a there's a lot in there and there's room for everyone of course I think that's something that just sets you apart just from my perspective of reading a lot of these types of novels that's something I love that you do and I love I love talking to authors about this because some are very much the planners and they have it all plotted out. And some are like, I just kind of discover as I go. Some are focusing on the characters. Some are focusing on – I mean, you kind of have to do all of it, right? You mm-hmm. poor authors, you do so much. <laughs> but I love hearing what different authors focus on because I can, I can sense it as a reader. And just hearing you talk is like, oh, that makes so much sense. I get it. <laughs> so cool okay um more listener questions uh oh yeah oh this person <laughs> are you a planner a panster or a planster we kind of talked about this yeah you are you a fly by the seat of your the planner? you are a planster you are, <laughs> you wing it but you also plan you're just all you're just the jack of all trades i love it um when did you know another question when did you know that you wanted to be a writer because you liked writing as a kid, but when did you know, like, this? it's time? 
it's kind of, I always knew eventually I would get there. Like I just always wanted to do it. But I think now with how Indies just opened up so many doors, like yeah. writing used to be like almost the tedious part of sending out queries to get an agent or query letters to this, all these publishing houses, like that old school style. Well, you still do it if you want to go traditional, but yeah. it's just such a big process to send your manuscript out. And I, you know, that was always mind boggling to me, but the past 10 years or so and Indies just kind of, opened a lot of doors and taken off and it's been really really fun so it the timing was always I was just waiting for the right timing but for sure I've always wanted this is I'm living what I've always wanted to do right now which has been kind of fun I have to remind myself of that of the hard days or the days I hate it this is is what I wanted this is what I wanted this is is the dream this is it Yeah. yeah some days you need that reminder but um but yeah, it's been it's been good. I've always known. It's always been something I've been wanting to do, but right. it's taking a roundabout way of getting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here you are and you're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. So is it the indie author thing has kind of blown up? Is it just over the last, would you say, five years or ten? I, Did you feel like you a lot of people were doing indie stuff when you were publishing or when you were self publishing or So I feel like I I don't know. I just started the end of 2020. I think it was December 2020 mm. when I had my first book. So I don't really know for sure, but I do feel like the last five years, but probably 10, yeah. I don't know, but especially this queen romance genre has exploded, especially in the last five years, I'd say. Yeah. Um, for sure. But uh, yeah, I think it's gotten bigger, but I don't know how far back it goes, but I wouldn't right. say too much further than 10 years, but yeah, for sure. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I was wondering what your experience was because I've talked to a few indie authors saying this is when I started writing and a few, uh, several of them have talked about how it was like a, a pandemic time when they mm-hmm. were sitting there and they're like, okay, now is, I have this creative time when, you know, you just, you, if you were sitting at home with your family and then you had time to write and then people were publishing and I think that is so great. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of hard things and sad things that came around that time for sure, but I think that yes. There were some po- so many positives as well, and one of those I do feel like was definitely the writing. Uh, just I guess the indie world just just got so big, and I I I really love that because I think that more readers could even find books that they wanted to read, and people were yeah. writing what they wanted to write and found readers that worked for them. It was so great. Yeah, so I love I that you did that. The readers exploded too. I think it just was like oh, the yeah. perfect blend of things happening. Yeah. Writers had time to write or, or wannabe writers had time to write. And then readers were just like voracious, consuming everything they could, you know. So yeah. It hit, a good, hit at a good time. For sure. People wanted to read. They had the time. They were like, I need to read books. And, and something fun and light to kind of yes. take you out oh my of gosh. the world too, I think. Right. Sure. Yeah, because everything being so heavy. And I'm still that way. I feel like I've been that way. And that just made it even more so. It was like, mm-hmm. I need something that will just make me smile and bring a little bit of um, happiness and something. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Some kind of little bit of joy please and that I'm so grateful that that was there Mm -hmm, for sure at that time yeah for sure um okay Uh, just a few more listener questions before we wrap up um what are oh and then we were were kind of talking about this with indie authors what are some of the tedious and boring parts about being an indie author that people might not might not understand or know about um that one was kind of hard. Um, I think it's like for me, it's kind of the little day to day stuff, like keeping mm-hmm. up on social media, which I don't do great at, and keeping you know doing all those graphic things. There's just a lot of marketing stuff that I think gets kind of tedious because yeah, I don't know, it's hard to know how much is too much that becomes just noise, or how much mm-hmm. is actually effective. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. for sure. Um, so that, and just all the little everyday decisions you have to make. And one thing is hard about being an, like, this is any author. It's like, you could have an idea for something and you could take this, this direction of the story, literally a 10,000 different ways. And it's like picking the one way 
in this, in like, you know, like this moment, okay, she's going to react this way. So, okay, it's going to take our story this in this direction, or right. if she acts a different way, it's going to take it, you know, it's just like picking that and <laughs> figuring out, oh, is this the right direction? I don't know. You know, that would be more plotting would be in handy, but. <laughs> right. Like myself, you but. have to, do you have to go down wrong paths sometimes as a writer? Like, yeah. like, I mean, really? Yeah. For oh sure. <laughs> That's the re-editing phase. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, that was not the right direction. Yeah. I'll take that out. And it, yeah, just like the snowball effect. But for me, that's really tedious. It's just mm. the actual writing of stories sometimes where you're, I could literally put anything in this part and I could take this story any direction and having to figure out how to pick which direction is hard. Yeah, I <laughs> I cannot even imagine. I just stress out like day to day, like, am I doing the right thing for me or for my kids? Like there's too many decisions that yeah. could lead in different directions. I get stressed about that. So like yeah. <laughs> writing probably, I mean, might not be my calling. So <laughs> I would rather read what someone else has decided to be the path. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll try that. That has got to be so intense. Yeah. Um. Okay. Best parts about being an indie author. Um, I think it's just kind of that flexibility of release dates. I don't have to wait. Sometimes traditional publishers, you're waiting two years before your book's released after you've done with it. You know, I love that right. I could write a book and I just pick my time and make sure I get all my ducks in a row. And sometimes you have to stay up super late at nights to make sure they all <laughs> get in a row. But <laughs> um, just flexibility of picking the covers and all that fun stuff. And, you know, that's also a double-edged sword. Sometimes they, you know. You could benefit from somebody else picking things, but <laughs> yes, someone choose for me. Yeah, but it is fun to have flexibility because I think there's there's pros and cons to both sides for sure. It'd be nice to be traditional sometimes and just hand your book over. They take care of editing. They, you know, they take yeah. care of all the stuff. But I, you know, it's hard. You're always you're not done with your story till it's out. <laughs> right, you're never done. You're just yeah. never done. There's always something there's to do. Always something, but. But it's that, fun yeah, that has got. I have talked to people that have been indie, traditional, and it's just so such different worlds, but stressful in all the time. All mm -hmm. writers, all authors, you're all stressed, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a ball of stress everywhere we go. I'm trying not to live like that, but yeah, right. deadlines help you become more stressful, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, ah, oh, I've heard that the publishing world can be so slow, and I don't exactly understand because I've never worked in publishing. Maybe I would understand if I had like an inside, like if I could see what the process was like, it would make yeah. a lot more sense. I just think that we need to appreciate authors more and just the whole thing because you do so, so much. And we're just like, we want your book. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that annoying? Are authors ever like, or are readers ever like, we want your book. And you're like, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> or when they like, you take a whole year to write it and they're done in like four hours. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I literally, you're going to laugh. I just made a reel just about that. It was like readers asking the author when their next book is, when they read their latest release in 24 hours, when it took them 24 months. Like <laughs> it, I just thought that was so funny. I will put, I will tag you in that because. <laughs> yeah, do it. Hey, I love it. It's so fun when readers want to read your story and they're like hungry for it. And it's just the best feeling ever. But yeah, it is. I, <laughs> I just wish I could write as fast as the ideas come in my head. But just right. so dang long. <laughs> if only, if only I could just skip to the good part. <laughs> I know. But, oh, so you love, you love when readers love your stuff, but it also adds stress, but you love it. So it's just all just happy stress. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all good. They know I'm a slow writer, so they have to wait no matter what they say. So <laughs> <laughs> They have to wait no matter what, so just deal with it. No, I think that I will just say from someone who has talked to your fans, people that love to read, people that love to read the Cindy Steele magic books, they <laughs> just some fun stuff that people have told me is they're like, even though she – takes more time to write it means I'm just looking forward to it like Christmas so that when it does happen they get to just like eat it up and just read it and they're so excited for it and so we will tease but we will be patient <laughs> as well because I'm just so excited to read them which when I saw 
When did you first announce your um, the Kiss Cam one? Did you announce oh, that pretty recently or was it a while ago? ago? I, think. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Right. Okay. So I was blindsided, my friend. I'm just <laughs> minding my own business, scrolling on Bookstagram like la di da da and then just boom. Cindy Steele posted. I'm like, Cindy Steele posted. Cindy Steele posted. And I looked and you're like, November. What? And I was so happy. I was like, what? Like, I don't know if you saw my comment. I yell a lot on social media. Like, I'm in all caps almost all the time. I'm just so oh, excited yeah. about it. So I'm like, That's I can't awesome. believe this is happening. All caps. That was amazing. So you just announced it a couple of weeks ago, but it's like next month. Well, I guess it was in September, but I yeah. – Oh, was that – were you just like <laughs> – keeping it secret or tell me like was it just well, I was supposed to be working that. on Jake's book so <laughs> the other one and so I but I I have Surprise. to go back and forth between two projects usually because it, I think it mm. just helps me get away from the writer's block I just get stuck on something oh, and frustrated yeah. and so I just switched to kiss cam and I work on that because I've been chipping away at that for over a year like just this wow. idea I had and then I'd every time I got frustrated writing somebody else I'd just go <laughs> write on that for a little bit <laughs> And, but then that one just kind of took over for a bit. And then I just got to thinking, I was like, I, Jake's story takes place in the summer. So it doesn't really make sense to release in this, you know, right before the holidays. And so I was like, I'll just hurry and finish this book, get it off my plate and out of my head (laughs) so I can move on and maybe fully immerse myself into Jake's story. Um, So yeah, it kind of, I was battling going back and forth all summer long, but I didn't really tell anybody that until... Yeah. In there. It's like, yeah. well, just this will be fun. We'll drop it in, see how people react. Yeah. Okay. What was the reactions like? Tell me what were they like? Uh pretty excited, I think. I, I hope so, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. People are just so nice. They're so, so nice. So hopefully I can live up to whatever expectation they have in their head. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Are you kidding me? You wrote it. It's awesome. That's so, so be it's been a fun story, right? So I love it. Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on that book because yeah, I was one of those that was like, What? <laughs> I was like, you just dropped this bomb announcement that was like, What is happening? I love it. And I'm all your fans, I'm pretty sure, were just like, This is the best present ever. Like you just <laughs> you made it so much better. Um so that's all our listener questions. Uh, before I let you go, um, I just want to ask your inspiration for these books that you draw a lot from your own personal experience. Um, is that something that you want to continue to do? Uh, just are you going to keep pulling from your own experiences as you write these future books? Or is it something that is that kind of like where you build your base from? Um, so far, I think so. I just, I really have a hard time releasing books that doesn't have my heart in it. That feels like it's got part of me in there, like that I can root for and relate to, I guess. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've, I've got more books, you know, in my head that are, you know, not on a ranch or a farm, you know, so different for me. Um, and this kids can book isn't on a farm or anything. And so, but it's been good, but just finding ways that I can make it relatable to me and Mm -hmm. still feel like a Cindy Steele book, um, whatever that is, but something that I I can put my heart on, you know, that that I feel like, um, like is me. (laughs) Yes. Anyways. I love that. I love that so much because just once again, I can feel the heart that you put into these. I think that just the emotional depth to the relationships just oh, so good, so good. Like I said, Faking Christmas is my personal favorite that I will be I will be rereading that book. I'm pretty sure every holiday season. It's on like Aww. and I don't reread often uh-huh. unless I'm really obsessed. <laughs> like super obsessed. And that is one that I'm like that just I I have no words. I am clearly not a writer because I'm not eloquent. I'm just like I loved it. The end. Like that's it. <laughs> that's all I got because Aww. It just oh, just made me so, so happy. So I love that you put your heart into him because I can, I can feel that as a reader. And you are reaching so many incredible people that connect to those stories. So keep it up. You're doing awesome. Oh, thank you. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Okay. So before I let you go, is there anything else 
that you want to share with our listeners or that you want to share with your followers, your fans before uh, we wrap up? Uh, Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for reading and for taking a chance on my books and coming back for more and wanting to read them and all the bookstagrammers. I've just made so many good friends on social media. And I know I had talked about the downside of it, but overall, 99% of it is just a delight to be there. And people are so kind and nice and so sweet to like take pictures and share my books with the world and beautiful pictures that I, you know, that just helped, helped me out so much. And, and I love, I love this community and having gotten to know so many amazing people. And anyway, I just love it. So thank you for being here and reading and thank you for having me on here. This has been so fun and you're like a delight to talk to. It's so bubbly and sweet. I just had the best time. You're so sweet. Thank you. That is what I always hope for on here because I'm just like, I am, I am having the time of my life. I'm like, are the people that I'm talking to also having a good time? Cause yes. I'm having a blast personally. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So I am so glad. Thank you for being on here. And for our listeners who haven't read Cindy Steele's books yet, I say this again, highly recommend, highly recommend if you are in the mood for just a fun, good time with the best banter and the most swoony romance and you just want to just fall in love, I'm telling you, you got to read Cindy's books, okay? (laughs) Like, I don't know what else I can say to just get you to read these because... mm. I'm so excited. And also just keep an eye out for sometime in November, hopefully sometime in November for Cindy's next book. I have my <laughs> fingers are crossed. I'm hoping, really hoping it works out. Please, not, come just, on. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. <laughs> we'll get it. Oh, I love it. So for our listeners, one more time, this is Cindy Steele and you got to go read your books. And thank you, Cindy, for being on here. And for our listeners, stick around. We will have more author spotlights on the way. that's a wrap for this episode of story hooked remember every story holds the potential to change your life keep exploring and always always read for joy